Oh, big TJ. How the fuck are you? TJ, not bad. Uh, I'm drinking a strawberry milk iced matcha right now. Damn, where did you go? Where did you go for that, white boy? Oh, I went to my favorite destination in all of Los Angeles. My Just my kitchen, Chris. <laughs> That's so cool that you can do that at home. It's no big deal for you. Well, I just heard of this new sandwich I wanted to tell you about from a Supreme video. I don't know if you've heard of this this sandwich. It's So it's it's called a chopped cheese. Yeah. I am actually I'm actually Pretty familiar cool. with the chopped cheese. They have it uh, up in Harlem. You've been to Harlem. I know you haven't been there, but you've heard of it, right? I've I've actually been to the Apollo multiple times. Canceled musicians Morrissey and Ryan Adams. I've seen them both at the at the Apollo. <laughs> uh, and oh, when shit. I went to see Morrissey in 2001 at the Apollo, I got off the train and someone yelled at me to turn around and go home. That's good advice. It was great advice. Luckily, um, I mean, the, uh, Morrissey and Ryan, Ryan Adams have been canceled, sure, but their voice can make up for it, can it, Chris? It, I would. I don't want to say the word excuses, but well, I don't. It know, doesn't. What's, excu- what's a word for a soft? You know, there's a soft cancellation. What's a soft excuse? Well, I, I just what I tell people is, you know. No one knows what you're listening to in your in your AirPods. You know what I'm saying, Jason? Yeah, I'm walking around with my, with my Raycons in, <laughs> and I'm and I'm blasting the Audible version of Mind Conf on the daily, and nobody is the wiser. <laughs> oh, I was I was thinking you were just banging your R. Kelly Michael Jackson playlist, oh, sure. but I guess that <laughs> I guess that you're more of a cerebral guy who wants to kind of to, to to listen yeah. to a book. Call That's me crazy, cool. but I I I can't separate the art from the artist so i can't listen to the music from from people like michael jackson or the the bill cosby stuff that's no good for me you don't listen you don't you don't put on your old bill cosby 12 inches and just kind of chuckle along chris growing up in the 80s he was like my dad so it's not it's not like i can just turn it off you know what i mean i know well i know you're a fat albert guy too and unfortunately we don't tell me they got albert don't tell me they got no well (laughs) no bill bill i don't know if he was the voice of bill i think it was his his I think it was his creation. Co-conspirators, though. right, right. Under the wind, not unlike the Bandera is a part of the Hillstone group. It was all, it's all, it all goes back to Cosby. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. But luckily, luckily, um, I, I side with Eric Clapton, another another musician. People are trying to cancel because he said he won't play a show where they make you uh, prove that you're vaccinated. Right, right, right. So that's going to be, um, you know, I guess. You know, people still care about Eric Clapton a, a decent amount, right? I mean, Eric Clapton's probably one of the most legendary guitar players of all time. I mean, I'm sure he can sell out like a stadium tour whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah. So is Ingve Malmsteen, but how many fucking he ain't selling out Wembley? I'm just, you know, Eric Clapton. He he's a legend, but he's how old is he now? He's like seventy something. Like a lot of his he old, a lot, yeah, he old. A lot of his core fan base, the, the type of people who are gonna shell out, a, you know, 150 bucks for. You know, some seats at a Clapton show. 100, 150? Where are you going, broke boy? Clapton? <laughs> real real Clapton shit is probably we're looking at we're looking at five hundred plus, okay, dog. Okay. I'm just saying you This know, ain't your little this ain't your little Disney season pass. This is real shit. Okay, well I don't know. I don't know about these canceled artists as much as you do, Chris. I'm I'm poking around in the dark and I'm just trying to feel for anything. Poking around poking around in the dark is exactly how these guys got in trouble. Oh, so you might not only <laughs> Oh, Chris. <laughs> no, I was I was actually I've had I've had Eric on my mind this last week. 
I was never a fan of his music. Obviously, he's a guitar god, whatever. But you know, I, I never was like, "Mom, can you buy me this Eric Clapton?" But because the Claro album, the uh, Sleepy Claro, as we have unfortunately called her, one of her songs reminded me of Tears in Heaven. Or I guess because Antonov be biting, so it's not really Claro's fault. Antonov be An- Antonov be biting like you with that chopped cheese. Antonov will fuck around and bite his own shit. That's how bad it's got. Damn, this sounds like a bleacher song. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you know you know sometimes when Bean is has a is gnawing on the pod too much. You got to put the cone around the neck. Antonov needs a cone. We got a cone Antonov, so he's unable to to bite. He's biting so Damn, much. He's biting so much. That's, that's- or else we're gonna have to put him down, and not because of whatever he's been, you know. Whatever he'll be canceled for in the next six months, but put him down for he. The guy can't stop chewing. He can't. No, he, he really can't stop chewing. He's like a cow with the grass. <laughs> but yeah, I have heard of this chopped cheese sandwich, and actually, that's another thing that's been on my mind lately because I recently was fed, pun not intended, a YouTube video <clears throat> about like here's how you make a chopped cheese sandwich, and it's it's sort of like showing the history of it, and you got to do this and blah blah blah. You know, you got to put the adobo seasoning on it, and you got to do you know. And I was, and I had, you know, I hope you're sitting down. I've never had a chopped cheese. You know, this is not a visual podcast, um, but I've seen you before, and that doesn't surprise me, knowing your <laughs> your kind of physical makeup that you haven't enjoyed. You you and Jim Jones' vamp life weren't. You're saying I'm so buff that there's no way I could have eaten a chopped cheese and gotten away with it? That's nice of you. But no, I, no. I think maybe we can do a vegetarian version for you. Would you eat a, a, a chopped cheese if I... If I made one for you with some sort of tempeh situation, maybe? I, I, I guess. I mean, I just don't... What do you mean you when guess? Stuff like, when stuff like this happens, it's just like, it can never be that good. It just is never that good. You mean like, like a vegetarian cronut. version of it? Or when like a no, white just guy anything, makes a chopped cheese? Anything. Or any food? Well, that too. What about just a ham, like a cheeseburger? You're like, I don't trust no, it. No, no, no. No, no, I'm no. Not, I'm not saying that. I mean like when, when something becomes like this. I mean, this is different because it's, it's more of like a... Um, Chris... Tre- tread, like, tre- lo- tread lightly right now where you're going. Well, no, this is like a local specialty, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. it's it's just like it's just like it, to me, it's like any other food trend. It's like, is it actually that good? Probably not. Right? No, that's that's for sure. And you're definitely not the target demographic. Um, you know, you you eat you know small leaves and and various beetroots and things like that. So. You know, a bodega greasy well, hamburger thingy at two a.m. is not yeah, on your docket. No, no. I did. I, I went to a new restaurant last night, Jason, with friend of the show, uh, known shutterbug Eric Chikin, uh, who's back from upstate. Um, how's his How's his uh, how's, how's his chick doing? Is his girl doing okay? She's great. Okay. Good. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Just let her know. I said what's up. I will. I'll tell them both. Uh, Hancock Street was the no, restaurant. No, we don't need both. But go on. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Uh, Hancock Street was was. Uh, it's like a new restaurant, but it, it's like a real restaurant. You know, Chris style restaurant where the interior is on point, and <laughs> the shrimp cocktail was only twenty one dollars. Okay, so it's more on the affordable side of things for you. Unfortunately, it was a little affordable. There was a delicious gym lettuce salad with an avocado, and then I had a uh, a, beaut- a a really nice sesame crusted ahi tuna. What, what year is this? I mean, but I guess that's kind of coming back into into vogue. Go ahead. Sorry. It is. It's just cl- it's classic uh, American with a, a, a slight Italian twist. Um, Eric had a Branzino. 
Um, but what I liked, what I was going to say... Yeah, every fucking restaurant is the fucking same, goddammit. Go of course they are. But that's what I'm saying. That's why the interior matters. And they played The Cure. So if you, if you, if you have a good interior and you play The Cure, then I'll pay 30 for the shrimp cocktail. No problem. Yeah, you, gladly. It's no, not a problem for me. The, the, so it was interesting, though. We sat down. Instead of the, the famous and expected maybe table bread, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Which, which most restaurants offer you... They put down a small bowl of chips like you're at a bar. Like uh, we're talking about a potato or a tortilla? No, potato and definitely house-made. Okay, so house-made tater chips, they plop them down. There's no dipping situation, though. They're good enough to go raw dog. They're good enough to go raw dog. I enjoyed a few a few with my water, yeah. but I'm oh, sure yeah. with Eric, who was drinking, drinking an ice-cold martini, Ooh. they were hitting different. Yeah. <sighs> Man, my dry July couldn't be over sooner. This sounds really good. It's a good, but I just like that because it's lighter than bread, but it's salty. It, it was just a really nice, the crunch, the whole thing. It was a really nice start. And, to you the know, meal. and a great way to get that cocktail, uh, cocktail tab run up a few extra clicks. Exactly. You know? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stupid, Jason. I don't know what these fucking mm. scammers or these criminals are doing. Oh, I like chip. I love chips. No, I'm just kidding. So it was an interesting. It was. It was a great. Uh, it was, What's a, it was this a great called? experience. How, what's it? Something Hancock Street. Street. Hancock Street. Hancock so Street. So we have one more yep. restaurant in the world that has gem lettuce salad and branzino. Yep. But the chip thing. I mean, yep. that's the 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 truth. Where I guess the difference is in those little details of like we got some chips here. We're playing the cure. The interior is on point. And, you know, those little things are enough to put the ball over the line for me. Of like, this is a place that I will want to go because I would rather eat. A twenty-one dollar shrimp cocktail that I know is going to be delicious. Then, yes. like, let's try our my luck with this fucked up offering that you're going to do. Your persimmon raisin foam. I mean, because I went to ABCV the night before with uh, Matt, who I work with at Tom Brown, his boyfriend Lee, and and one of their friends, uh, this guy Pierre Ange, this this French photographer. Okay. And okay. you know, Slow these down. guys were ordering the whole menu. I didn't get home till midnight. You know how the gay, you know how the gays dine. I mean, sorry, the French. You know the French dine. They're just the, every the, the how guy. Many, I'm, how I'm many like, cigarette breaks did you have to take? I was about to say, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I think four. Four cigs in the meal. Are any of these guys single? Because sign me up. <laughs> No, I mean it was basically just him, but puffing like it was. But it was a, it was a. I mean, it was really fun. I had a great time, and the, the food at ABCV is, of course, delicious. But I just, um, of course, of you course. know, I was, I'm worn out, Jason. Uh, New York City has rode me hard and he left me wet. Damn, I'm so sorry. Well, tonight, don't worry. I'm gonna, you know, TJ's home alone. All I've been doing today is just working out and cleaning, and then. Hot. Later today, I will probably fire up my my new pizza oven that I got from my Bloomingdale store credit. <laughs> I made some dough a couple days ago, so we have a, we have a two day. Is it rested? Is the dough rested? Much like me, the dough is rested. Probably, hopefully, you know, if I played my cards right, it's going to have a nice little extra tang because it's been fermenting yes. for a couple days instead of a couple hours. So, so you're making yourself you're making yourself a personal pie. I'm making myself a personal pie. Just just tonight, I'll probably you know finish up my work, you know, hit the grocery store, get a nice little smoothie to eat, hold me over. You know, make a nice little sauce from scratch. I got some some bomb ass mozzarella from Italy. Hell yeah! I'm just gonna I'm just gonna smack a nice pure beauty pre roll to the face, and I'm just gonna start firing up some 
from some fucking Nop- Napoli style pies. I love this for you, bro. This is so cool, man. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, um, let's talk about our guest today because I am ready for this year's basketball. Basketball is heating up, and it's about time we had a basketball guest so we could talk about it. <laughs> uh, let's get into. It. We got Ben. We got Ben D- Dietrich. Detrick or Dietrich? Dietrich. Um, it's not the assistant golf coach at the University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just FYI. Learned that the hard way. He's 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 a friend of the show, a friend of friend of Nomi Fry for sure. I've met him a few times. Um, I believe he used to work at at actually like the New York Times as well. But well, you know what? We're gonna find out. But yeah, he, he co-hosts. Mm-hmm. He's a writer. Yeah, he's a writer. But he co-hosts the Cookies Hoops podcast with uh, former guest Andrew Quo. The very popular Cookies Hoops podcast. That's a show that my brother listens to. Um, many, many people love it. You don't even have to like basketball to listen to it. People fucking love. I'm people happy for fucking. That. We always love a pod crossover. I love whenever we have a guest on who, you know, already has their own podcast or has a lot of you know screen time under their belt. Not unlike friend of the show Adam Pally, who did a great job last episode, but. You know, I can just kind of go in autopilot. Yeah, we let we let you know what they can drive. Yeah, let, let this drive. bitch let drive. Ta- let this bitch Ben Dietrich. Oh my God, Ben's here. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. You. <laughs> I'm so sorry for speaking ill of you. What's up, Ben? Dad? You stepped on our Ben. You stepped on our intro, fellow professional podcaster Ben Dietrich. How the hell are you? There's no better time to apply for life insurance because it's not just the temperatures that are rising. It's the life insurance rates. They're going fucking up, Jason, and we need to get in while the getting's good. Yeah, there's a lot of climate change, but there's also a lot of changes going on in my body. I've got days to live, and uh, thanks to Policy Genius, it makes it easy for you to compare your quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why would you want to compare... Great question. If you want to save, I don't know, 50% or more on your life insurance by comparing your quotes, you could do that. If you don't want to do that, I would call you a common fool. You could also save $1,300 or more per year on your life insurance by using Policy Genius. That's a brand new MacBook Pro. E- oh, easily. In the, in- Lower model. It's not It's not the fully juiced up one. You know, you're know, you going to have to buy some RAM. No one really needs that like weird electronic bar anyway. Uh, the licensed experts of Policy Genius, they work for you like Jason works for me, not the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That's the kind of service has, that has earned Policy Genius Literally thousands of five-star reviews, much like this podcast. And a couple of ones, that's fine. And, uh, you know, getting started is very easy. All you have to do is go to policygenius.com. In a few minutes, you'll figure out how much life insurance you need for your life, depending on how little it is or how boss you are. Uh, you know, if you're not doing well in life, obviously you won't need as much. When you're ready to apply, the team will then handle all the paperwork, all the scheduling for free. All you got to do is sign. There's no extra fees. There's no other side bullshit. There's no <sighs> selling your data to other companies. So head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Jason here. Quick note. The first five minutes of our call were cut off, unfortunately. So we will pick up into our guest today, Ben. I think he's talking about his car. He was having trouble parking his car in New York, and that was a big bummer for him, but uh, that's the bad news. Good news is, friend of the show, Mikey, sent me a fun joke that he told me, so I thought I'd add it into the podcast just for a giggle. So here's a quick joke from Mikey, and then um, our interview and our chat with Ben Dietrich. Three dwarves are hanging out, and uh, one of them says, you know what, I'm pretty sure I have the world's smallest hands. And the second dwarf says... It's funny you should say that. I'm convinced I have the world's smallest feet. And the third dwarf, of course, is like, well, I have the world's smallest penis. 
So they're all kind of excited just talking about this, and they're like, we should try and get into the Guinness Book of World Records, right? Um, so they go to the Guinness Book of World Records. They say what they want to do. They tell uh, the Guinness people are like, well, hey, we already have someone on record for world's smallest hands, world's smallest feet, world's smallest dick, but sure, we'll measure you and, and see if you beat them. So the first dwarf goes in, gets measured, comes out, says, I did it. I beat out the other guy. I now am in the Guinness Book of World Records for world's smallest hands. I'm making history. They're all excited. The little dwarves are jumping up and down. <laughs> and so then the second dwarf goes in, gets his feet measured, comes out. He's like, I'm in. I did it. I have the world's smallest feet. They just measure me. We're good. And they're all excited. The third dwarf goes in, gets his dick measured, comes outside looking sad. And he just goes, who the fuck is Chris Black? Um, no, during the pandemic, it was nice, though. I did good deeds driving around in my car. I went for hikes. I wore my hokas to trot around Harriman Park, where you can also get, like, beach lasagna, beach spaghetti. There's a lot going on up there. Beach spaghetti. I didn't... Chris, you ever disgusting. taken the train to go get your beach spaghetti? Not worth it. I've been to Spumoni Gardens one time. It's pretty good. It's far, though. You got to get the... You got the with the lemon ice king of Corona out there, you can make those little trips, those little drive. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's worth that's worth literally being suicidal because of street parking to get some lim- cold lemon ice every once in a while. That sounds great. It's the trade off. I think it's cool that you have a car in New York, man. I think it's cool. I know a lot of people that have had cars in New York, and they end up coming, you know, very handy in a, in a pinch. IKEA runs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were. I, mean, I made a therapist joke, but. That's where a lot of people were forced to to take their therapist calls during quarantine when they got these damn fast-ass kids running around. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I do. I I like loading up merch. I think that's a good thing to have a wagon for. You know, usually when I buy out all of the coffee that you guys sell, I I just stuff it in the back of my vehicle. (laughs) Just load it in the back. Yeah, yeah. It's a merch wagon, really, which which I could see taking off as a phrase. If you could fit all that coffee in the back of a Jetta, fucking be my guest, but most people cannot. It's well-freighted. With, with that delicious, delicious coffee. Thanks for supporting the brand, Ben. We appreciate you. I know you move a lot of merch on your end in the pod world, yeah, you right? Got, I, th- I see your merch. I, I see it mostly on Cat Marnell, but I've seen it on other people before. I, I wonder sometimes if anyone except for Cat Marnell wears it, but I bet it's happened. I see actually a, a decent amount in LA. Yeah, I see it in LA most of the time is where I see it, actually. And it's usually um, from f- from like females, you ever you like appealing to the female demo, Ben? Because you would think a sports podcast is for the fellas. Well, you know that's that's a credit to the design eye of Andrew Quo, who does uh, you know the, the whole project with me, who has also been on on this very program. He's got great taste, and I feel like it appeals to many many people. Andrew knows what a lady likes, is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> he knows how to please a woman on the Adobe Creative Suite. He will, he, he will tempt your lady with a purple hat with pink lettering on it. That is true. He'll pull up from 40 and steal your bitch. Sorry, let's move on. Yeah, he, a couple <laughs> days ago, NBA done. You do a basketball podcast, so where are we going from now? You know, What do you guys do in the offseason normally? Obviously, this is not the first time you've done a basketball podcast where the basketball season ended. How do you handle it? Well, the one thing about the NBA season is that it's become really year-round. So 
you immediately have mm. the draft and then you immediately have trades, free agency, and then you have summer league. So like the least amount of action is kind of like end of the playoffs, if that makes sense. When there's only four teams playing. Yeah. All of a sudden, like everyone's kind of back in the mix starting next week because it's the draft. Damn, these guys must have to use a lot of CBD for recovery. They do. Getting drafted is not so tough on the knees, Chris. I mean, how do you watch the draft? That's a little that's a little dry. <laughs> I, I don't. What? And um one thing about the draft is kind of made it even worse of an experience is that you've got the well-known guys like uh, Woj and Shams are two Twitter personality, like journalists. Whoa. Hold on. Woj. Yeah. It's like Adrian Woj, Shevchkowski, something. Woj and Shams. So those are like, Chris, those are kind of like your Rory and Maul, but for basketball instead of Nas. Okay. Now I get it. And they announce what the draft picks will be via their connections to agents or whatever about 10 minutes before they get announced on television. Right before Apple's going to have a new iPhone, some website in Taiwan is like, we got the leaked picks mm-hmm. and then you're like, son of a bitch. They did. So these guys are like, here's what's what the picks are going to be. And then you're like, Oh my God, is it going to come true? Right. So I'll have all these Knicks fans on a group chat and they're like, and I'll have seen already what's going to happen. And the Knicks fans will say like, we're getting this guy. We're getting this guy. We're getting this guy. I'm like, I don't have the heart to tell you lads. It's not happening, but I already know. <laughs> Make you feel like God. Draft watching in any sport is very extreme to me. I feel like you have to be a very, very, very dedicated fan to care that much. I don't think. I mean, I think you have to be a definitely a, a dedicated fan. But I don't think three varies before it needs needs to happen. I I remember being a kid and and being excited to watch the draft. I liked it as a kid. I did not enjoy it as an adult. I don't know what's the difference. Are you smarter than when you were like 11? Or is that the only difference? Or have they made the draft shittier? I just feel like when we were younger, you know, we didn't have the internet. So like, well, I guess the television is doing the draft. So we'll take a draft. We'll take a draft. Yeah, we'll take well, This is the entertainment we have. We have the draft and we have Raekwon's album. It's one of the two things. <laughs> it's either the draft or homework. Ugh. Oh, I hate homework. Thank you. I just, I guess it's, I mean, I do like the suiting element mm-hmm. of it all. Um with the, of course, the oversized flat brim logo fitted hat or snapback to represent the team that has just changed your life. Mm-hmm. That part I do appreciate, but I guess the, I guess it's like Drake is going to high school basketball games. Like, like when do we, is it going to start being a thing where, where elementary schoolers are getting, like, wh- where does it stop? Zion Williamson was one of the most sort of lauded yeah. prospects in, in ages and, we were all aware of his exploits since he was like a junior in, in high school. His dunks were viral. It was viral dunks. He's a viral dunker. And then you've got LeBron's son and his teammates. But I, I don't think we're going to have people really caring about high school basketball to that extent because people barely care about college ball at this point. I don't know anyone who's like a really dedicated college basketball. College sports is dorky. Have you been to the Not South? Not basketball, Jason, just football. No, I mean, I think all, I think basketball too. I think they really fuck with it over there. Oh, they, they exist. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I mean, I'm just saying out of people I know, college sports are just definitely minimized and, and like dramatically so from even like a decade ago. No, no, I, I absolutely agree. And like my, my brother, he's a huge basketball fan and he kind of feels the same way of like, you know, it's just not, he's obsessed with basketball, wants to watch as much as he can get, but you know, anything on that college or, or below level, it's just not worth watching. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, it's also the whole immorality of college sports is a bit of a turnoff as well, but I thought the, the suiting comment that 
uh, Chris made before. Yeah. I think the real, the real prime of that was like 2003, 2004. That was the last time Chris watched a draft. Now it's just fear of God essentials. Right. Now everyone just kind of looks like they, you know, work at like Credit Suisse or something. Like, give me, give me the, the big tents. I want like the tent suits. They're still wearing suits, but they ain't rocking like the Stacey Adams wide boy suits. You know, it's not, it's not. Yeah, I want the ones with nine buttons on the front. I think that's kind of, a lot of that is, is a lot of that blood is on your hands, Chris, thanks to Tom Brown Mm. kind of ruining, ruining the the, the tailored suiting. LeBron is an outlier uh, as the, as a superstar, but you know, these, Mm. these guys are in high school. They can't, unfortunately, they're not ready for designer. You know, they need to start, (laughs) they need to hit men's, they need to hit men's warehouse and get the now and later gators and do their little dance and you know make some cash baby mm-hmm. i think it's I, I think that also that it's just it's so crazy to be that young i mean you know it, it's it's just th- that i mean i know they've gotten attention of course you know what i mean all their their lives by like scouts and stuff but i mean you're on like national tv and everyone cares about you and they also just told you how much money you make and your mom's there it's like a very crazy. It's a lot to happen to a young person. I mean, they're children. They're still going through their puberty and stuff. I assume so. At seven feet tall, you know, just still going through it. It's crazy. I'm, I'm still growing. They say it can happen to some people, Chris. <laughs> oh no, Jason, are you still are you still growing, Jason? Some. I mean, I grew well into my mid mid to late twenties. Really? That's a Dennis Rodman hit. That like Rodman did the same thing. We got a lot in common. Both Orange County guys. You know, we're probably Eskimo brothers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you both have a huge tattoo of a woman eating her own labia on your back. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you've seen that? I'm a labia guy. I'm willing to admit that. Lab Nation. Jason, we're not talking about Labne. We're not talking about your your actual favorite. I just don't want you to get confused. Fan of that, too. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure you know what we're talking about. You're an ass man. That's a little boring to me nowadays. Sorry. Where where do they show where do they show the draft? Is this ESPN or is this on network TV? I think it's on TNT, I believe. Maybe sometimes ESPN, but it's it's live at Barclays Center or Madison Square Garden. I went once many, many years ago. Found it equally boring in person. There's really no way good way to So you have but but you could you guys could go this year with a press pass probably. Have you thought about that? Oh, I I you can go every year. And you could drive your car drive your car to Madison Square Garden, that's pretty sick. <laughs> that's every New Yorker's every New Yorker's dream is to circle the garden in your car. There's not a parking structure at Madison Square Garden? I don't think so. I can't wait to go back. I guess for John Merrill I'll have to take the helicopter. Have you guys been hearing about everyone's like saying the vibes are off in New York? It might be true. Do you blame the gay flu? I mean, I had the gay cold. Oh, sorry, the gay cold. You had it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Damn, bro, you be sucking like that? What'd you do to shake it off? I mean, you just it just takes a week. Takes a week. Everyone got it. But it's so the gay flu because I've I've heard this the gay cold. I'm sorry, I've heard this as well. Is it? It's not COVID. I think there are some people who potentially get COVID and say I have the gay cold, but they are definitely two different things. Because many, many people got tested believing they had COVID and did not, in fact, have it. But if you would, if you trace back the lineage of how COVID allegedly came to America, it was from the the Mew Mew party from the last Fashion Week in in Paris. Is that right, Chris? I forgot who was saying that. That's that is true. That is what that's what I've heard. I'm just saying there's some there's a connection here. 
So you did come down with the with the the GC. Yeah, you're you're okay now. Oh, it was it, it is. I gotta say, not a not a great cold. Right. And and everybody everybody had it. And I I was telling my friend like I feel like I have it. I feel like I'm sick. And she's like, Oh, you got the gay cold. Like everyone who's everyone has it. And I was like, Thank God. I would have hated to miss out on on the gay cold. Right? Yeah, I mean, I the fact that I didn't get COVID. I mean, I guess there's I guess there's still time for me to get COVID. So I'll, I'll, I won't wish it upon myself. It's, it's a testament to your immune system. I have an incredible immune system. And you're only kind of gay. For, have, for catching the ally, the ally ailment, I think I feel like I got it like pretty early. So, you know, that makes me like a good ally. <laughs> you're on the front lines. Yeah. Are you doing a lot of socializing? Are you out in the streets? Um, yeah, yeah. I believe the phrase is we, we're outside. We outside. I hate this. I hate when people are saying I hate the phrase. I hate the phrase like out. I hate that. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it really bothers me. You hate the phrase we outside? I don't like outside. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't love the term. Well, Chris. I think they're being used in different ways, right? When someone's like pop smoke says, you know, we outside, there's a certain meaning to it. But the other one is people saying, I just wish I could go back to being a pandy introvert and like live like that forever unfortunately unfortunately ben i don't like either i think pop smoke's overrated as much as the the covid19 pandemic industry do you think he's an industry plant he thinks that covid's overrated (laughs) yeah i don't think he's an industry plant i think he has one song two songs and it's but like with any with most you know uh musicians if you die young you're you're exalted to a status that you might not have earned that's been known to happen Thanks a lot, Mozart. Mm-hmm. That has been known to happen. I, I, I mean, this also like, I, I just think it's sad that they've put out two albums after he's died. Like, it's insane. But that happens with every dead rapper, right? Yeah, I, the yeah. new one I could not really listen to. Not that it was good or bad, but it was that idea. Like, oh, you just have some tracks that are laying around, and you're just throwing people on them, and then putting it out. Maybe the album's good, but you know, I had some RX Poppy to listen to. No, don't worry. I checked Pitchfork. The album received a three point eight, <laughs> so I it probably it, it probably doesn't need your attention. But you know, we're all ramping up. I mean, how long gone? Um, we're we're very excited for this new uh, release from Pastor Kanye. I don't know uh, <laughs> where your heads where your heads with that, Ben. But do you think it's going to be a slapping tin, or do you think it's going to be trash? Is it another gospel album? I, I, the only time I heard the last no. album was when I went up to I think it was like Washington Heights, or, and that was went that, to Wyoming. It was at the church, yeah. <laughs> and I, I went to the listening session. I was like, "Sounds okay, but it's a gospel album." And I'm, you know, a, a pretty godless creature, so <laughs> uh, I didn't really check it out and didn't really didn't work for you. I didn't really know. I, I believe I believe um you know what what from what I've read on the you know on on my my New York Times complex that it is a it is a um it is a hybrid of a Jesus style album and the Jesus Freak stuff. Great. So his worst two albums combined into one super bad album. Yeah, it's like if if Marilyn Manson became Joel Osteen, you know, I think is what <laughs> I, I don't really. I don't really know how this is going to go. Will the merch be good? That's the question that everyone wants to know. Of course. I Well, the merch has never been good. It's just sold a lot. I mean, oh, and in general, I guess it's not good, but in, for merch for rappers, I can't think of a rapper. No, I mean, he changed, he changed, I mean, he changed the merch game, though. I mean, you got to give him that. When, like when that shit. They were it's doing like, the, the pop-up down there in, like, if it was Chinatown, the Lower East Side, wherever. I know people who were uh, involved with that, and they were saying it was like, 
hundred k a day in merch. Oh no, they're printing money. No, no. For, for, he for changed the game for cashless services. Well, what you know, the work that he did with the Square Corporation. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did not accept cash. I mean, I will say that I think Drake revolutionized touring for hip hop. Like as far as like we're going to do this shit seriously and it's going to be an insane show. And I think Kanye revolutionized merchandise. I I, I will agree with you on that. Mm. I feel like Jay-Z did some of that stuff, but I think Drake maybe even has like a K-pop influence on that where like the, the, like the production values are just really soaring. Yeah. I guess saying, saying a Drake concert is insane is a little bit of a stretch, but I, I see what you're saying. Chris. The remote control inflatable Lambo flying around the, the, the Los, An- <laughs> Los Angeles forum. Home of your Los Angeles Lakers originally. That was crazy to see. That was that's crazy. I mean, I've never seen Jay Z, but I'm I, I didn't know he was known for innovation. I, I no, thought it's, he was it's, not, it's not on that level though. I was just thinking about two turntables, two turntables, and a microphone type. Cap. You know, you're probably right. Jay may not have been doing anything that like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys were doing with like an, a giant inflatable dick. Exactly. Yeah, he was. He was <laughs> nothing on that level. No, Jay Z. Nowadays, you go and he's singing his song. And then there's like pyro and then like the, the big curtain falls to the floor and there's like American flag, but it's like, you know, different looking. And there wasn't even a giant inflatable dick, like not one. Not one dick. No, well, his his fans are so dusty, they have to sit down. So it's kind of like a, it's a low energy kind of thing, but it's, it's you know, it still they, sells out. So can't really complain. You understand they got bad knees. Yeah, yeah they got bad knees. Exactly. Like a lot yeah, of your exactly. basketball playing friends, Ben. Yeah. How are you? Are you, are you, do you play, do you play basketball yourself? Yeah, I play, just, I play two times a week right now. And I have for uh, as long as I've been legally allowed to, I guess I'll phrase it like that damn bro did you do time you do a little bid and you do you do a bid upstate yeah What's what do up? we see? <laughs> no i mean you go like, to rikers no i mean i mean the pandemic rules like everything was mm, shot they were they were snipping the snipping the rim nets weren't they oh that was crazy when you realized they took down every single rim on an outdoor rim. floor it yeah. looked like people were passing around covid during pick and rolls or something <laughs> well yeah, it, that was that was probably one of the most sobering things I saw when when COVID stuff first started happening. When we would go to the park and be like, "Oh, I'm just going to go play tennis because it's just two people on a giant court. You know, we're 50 feet away from each other at all times. Ideal sport." And then all, you walk past the basketball court, and these poor kids are trying to figure out how to play basketball with like a you know, there's like a two by four bolted to the rim so no ball can go inside. And you're like, this seems ex- like excessively cruel for some reason i mean i really don't see how it would have prevented or caused covid to have people playing basketball outside on a playground yeah. well you know we didn't know back then we didn't we were, we were innocent luckily i took a james naismith approach and i did um just install mm-hmm. a peach basket on my local uh backboard um and we we made it we made it through just fine guys um one of my canadian canadian heroes uh but who are you hooping with? Is is this like a, is it that, I know there's like a thing here in New York that some of my friends use where it's like you sign up for this league and it's like a different court every time kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of for the pros. You know, like I respect people who use it. That's that's great. I think you're referring to like indoorhoops.com. But like fortunately. That sounds like some LinkedIn shit. Yeah, fortunately I've been. I've been that shit's out. I've been plugged in enough that like I have groups of friends and we can kind of just like join up and you oh play. so you have friends uh, do you're, so you're boasting about having friends on this podcast friends, i didn't, I didn't really think the, uh, 
the the thing. Or you know, I feel like that's that's overstepping my boundaries. People that I play basketball with, you know, you don't want to call them all friends. Now, the, my question is because when I used to play some pickup basketball in my younger days in Atlanta, I found that the the, the game would often turn to violence. Um, it was it was hot, a lot of hot heads. Um, Mm-hmm. young versus old people from different corners of the world and they just could not get along is that something you're dealing with or, or is this more friendly than that uh, that's why you play with people that are <clears throat> quote friends okay because I, that that environment is is pretty familiar to me from when you're playing outside with strangers but that's why you try to gather your own people and you play indoors you all chip in 10 15 bucks right now it's 20 is the going rate for a run because oh. seller's market Yes, of course. Now, now, do you have some friends that are fucking ringers? Like I played in Europe for a couple of years, or is it mostly guys like you? Well, you have to kind of figure out which group it is. There's like one run, you're like, all right, everyone here is basically in great shape, older, super versed in like the way to play the game. And then this is a run of younger people. It's a little more chaotic, but someone might windmill on your head. So you really have to be careful about your, your style of play. Like, you know, you don't want to get hurt, but you also don't want to windmill on your head. And that's kind of what keeps you on your toes, I'm assuming. It's fun to play all different types of teams, all different skill levels. Keep your sword, sword sharp. <laughs> that's exactly right. You know? have, you gotten, have you gotten fucking dunked on, though? I came close to getting dunked on at a run in Brooklyn about 10 years ago. I feel like if there was camera footage of it i would have to maybe acknowledge that i was dunked on but because i was kind of at an angle i don't feel like people looked at me and said you just got dunked on i gotta be honest i kind of felt dunked on though. what does that what does that do to a man yeah does that how does that make you feel do you go home with your head hanging or, or are you able to find pride in it <laughs> i mean i didn't even decisively get dunked on i had, I had plausible deniability and i was like oh my god oh, oh my god Facts don't matter on the court. Did your uh, did your chick Mickey sleep on the couch that night? I would have. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever Gets to up step anyone. In, ben. I think I, I think I just left this unmentioned from the moment I got dunked <laughs> on until this very pod. Getting dunked on seems crazy um, because I, I think in tennis, you know, our sport, I guess the equivalent would be like an ace, but it's not physical. It's not like a guy is is literally going to put you on the ground with his force. That's why I have plausible deniability. I, there was actually no physical contact, but I was in the I was in the vicinity as the closest defender. So, like, for the sake of this podcast, we're going to say that you were dunked on. Just moving forward, yeah, you were fucking posturized what kind of what whether kind of, you were or not technically <laughs> what kind of shoes are you wearing lebron like 14s or are you in some like penny hardaways like what's your I'm, I'm, i've been a i've been a Kyrie guy for the like the last i don't know five or six years i like them the low top the light some of those Kyries look like no some of these basketball shoes look fucking crazy i have the the ones that are for the show friends and that was not a show that I liked. What? But the Kyrie friends are what I was what I was sent. So I've been what the fuck? You got the <laughs> you got hold the Ross on, bro. Ross one. <laughs> you got the wait. You hold on. You're telling me that Kyrie, who is definitely never watched Friends, did a a an athletic. You don't know that. 
You're saying these shoes are for the court, though. These aren't like a, a street shoe. Oh, oh, yeah, they are. They are. They are the Kyrie's. They're the ones that he wears in games. And and can you explain to us the friend's theme of the? What is it? Is it like a Central Perk kind of theme, or like what's the? <laughs> how did they freak these to make them friends appropriate? They're they're black sneakers, and they kind of have these like little knobs along the bottom that are colored, sort of like the friend's logo. I think that was their yeah their their primary colors. You got red, yellow, blue, and then on the back of the heel, there's the Friends logo, um, which is my god, bizarre. But like, it's also kind of weird, tastefully done. Like the shoe itself, like for a basketball shoe, I actually really like the silhouette of it. But yeah, the shoe the shoe looks good. It's just a Friends shoe is what makes it odd. Oh, it's odd. I um yeah these are they are bad but hey I actually speaking of freaks I just picked up the the zoom freaks the um yeah did they they swoop they move the swoop the right side around or is it still backwards yeah no yeah it's backwards mm-hmm. that's right by the by the Greek freak Giannis that's the guy right you bought these Jason you bought these I got these recently for for new tennis shoes because they kind of like like Ben was saying earlier like the last few years the 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 basketball shoe silhouette has kind of gone from like the crazy super flashy colors high top like wrestling boot style shoes and a lot of them are a little bit more low key like a mid or a low top type of shoe is that safe to say Ben Yeah that was the influence I think of of the Kobe's I was gonna, I was gonna say that, but I don't like to speak about the dead. But yeah, I did know, I know that the Kobe's, cause the technology is like crazy. So it keeps your, it keeps your ankle and stuff protected without having to actually go over it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've only, since the Kobe's, I've only wore, uh, low top basketball sneakers. I don't, I don't think I've owned a pair of ones that would even be considered like mid in years. I, I mean, other they're, than your black Air Force Ones. I mean, other than those, yeah, of course. But those are for, you know, when I'm driving around in the Volvo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's for, that's for collect. Those are the, those are your collected money shoes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they hear that, they hear that Volvo S60 wagon <laughs> putter into a stop and they're like, oh no, he's here. <laughs> oh, not again. Get the envelope. Mm-hmm. Not again. Mm-hmm. Put the kid, put the kids in the closet. Have you tried yours yet, Jason? No, they're they're still en route, unfortunately. But shout out to my man Omar, who who hooked me up with some Nike sunglasses, so I can get some protection when I'm out on the court soon. Mm, nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Just a, just a short, quick plug to uh, Nike. Of course, we love our family at Nike. I, I um, I'm I'm glad to know that the friends Kyrie's exist because I did not know that that did not come across my desk. Would you like a pair of like mad about you? <laughs> I'm pulling up in the Frasers. Uh, I think that the, the, <laughs> I didn't realize that f- the, the commodification of the friends reunion had gone that far. Honestly, I knew it was crazy, but I didn't know it was that crazy. No, those, those, fr- I was looking those friends shoes up. They came out, I think 2019. So it's, it's been a few years. Yeah. The friends, the friends franchise, Chris, I don't know if you knew this has been kind of successful for a while now. I did know that. What's the stock X price? 200. Oh, that's light work. Okay. One to rock, one to <laughs> stock. I see you. Yeah, I the, see you, Ben. The most expensive pair I have is, is the, the Kobe, uh, wrenches that i wore into oblivion and then someone looked at him and said you know those cost two thousand bucks and i was like oh shit oh not the grinches <laughs> you know but you know i'm not a dead stock guy you got him you won. but that's a that's an alpha move to be like oh these are the two thousand dollar highly collectible kobe grinches i'm gonna fucking 
I'm going to shovel snow in these joints. Do you think I give yeah. a flying shit? Jason, it's the only way to live. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's some big dick shit. You remember when people used to say big dick energy a few years ago? Oh, yeah. That era. I think it's back. Yeah, I think it's back. Oh, yeah. Big dick energy, baby. It's either big dick energy or girl boss. You choose your fighter. No, the other, the, it's big dick energy. Shout out to Mikey for, for this great one, but there's two. There's the big dick energy, and then there's muscly pussy energy. There's two different ways to work oh, this way. Oh, what was yeah, the, what was yeah, the one yeah. with, with Charlie Sheen? Was that, was that like Tiger Blood? What was that shit? I forgot about Tiger Blood. I think it was Tiger Blood. That The whole 2010 era is really mystifying me. I don't know what happened. None of us do. If you remember the 2010s, you weren't doing it right. That's what they say. Uh, we just watched Limitless and talk about Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Charlie Sheen was our Donald Trump at the time. We're like, we gotta stop this guy. He's going crazy. <laughs> and like, yeah, man. What's what was this show called? Two men, two men, and a, two men and a baby. He got like a he got like a million dollars an episode because he was just that good. He was like Howard Stern. They're like the guy's a loose cannon, but God damn it, if he's not the best actor that we have at NBC. <laughs> I, just, I think he. I, <laughs> I think he might have also had maybe an airtight contract, you know. Yeah, I mean, small price to pay, except democracy was dying in darkness, as they say. Huh. <laughs> Shit, there was that happening as well. There, there was that happening. And Chris, obviously, a, a notorious Sheen family fan because of uh, you know the television program West Wing. You know that show, Ben? Mm, I don't know if I know this one. Is it? Is that the one that's about Tiger Blood? In some ways, yeah. It's. I mean, if you consider politics uh, the jungle, then it does, in a loose way, have a have a tiger blood kind of thing. But mm-hmm. let's, let's just say there's a lot of lions on the hill. <laughs> okay. Uh, d- Pre- President Bartlett is the only. I've written him in every election since the West Wing came out, and he's still he's still yet to win. But I think if my president is Bart, that's what you said. <laughs> I think if President Bartlett push a T voice. <laughs> I think President Bartlett. I think President Bartlett could bring this country back to where it needs to be. He would have handled COVID. Wait, never mind. That's a Jeezy. Yeah, I thought. I can't believe you fucked that up. I fucked that up. Okay. So, so Ben, speaking of um, all that stuff, we got we got Olympics coming up. A lot of a lot of stuff going on with the Olympics. I want to I want a sports take from you. We were having Olympic runners who are being disqualified because they're smoking that weed. I just read this morning. There's a a woman who's on like the swim team who they did not allow her to bring her baby to the Olympics who she's like currently breastfeeding like all these Yeah, you can't have distractions. Up. What the fuck? <laughs> I I think we need it's we're 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 about done. We need an Olympics 2.0. We have to burn it down from the from the from the base and start over anew. There's too many things going on with it that are wrong. What do you what do you think, Ben? How do we fix the Olympics? I mean, I'm I'm kind of with Chris on this. Like the only person who can solve this is President Bullworth. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He gets it. You get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one of my least favorite songs of all time is Ghetto Superstar from the Bullworth soundtrack. Only because I heard Why? it so many times. Yeah, you had to play it a lot in the club. When it, no, no, I wasn't fucking DJing in like 1997. I'm not a track. But the amazing thing about it was that it was it was a song. It was a movie and it was a book, and they were all by Proswell. That that is the craziest part. It was a book too. There's a book, a movie, and a song. That is that's an incredible platforming of ghetto superstardom that's Tar- that's tarantino hollywood levels right there i mean not even harry potter could do i mean obviously harry potter they, that was a good book and a movie 
but I don't know if there is a Harry Potter song, right? Harry Potter has no slappers. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, 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 no. no. If they did have a Harry Potter song, it certainly was not a slapper. That's crazy that Harry Potter, the Harry Potter. Yeah, Little Mermaid, that, that, that hoe got a song, and it sounds good. And it has a book and it has a movie. There we go. Just Proswell and the Little Mermaid. Ariel and Proswell. That's it. But I remember when that song came out, every time you were like hanging out and there's a group and then like that song comes on, it was always like, it was like the the dumb, dumb test. Like if someone's like, oh my God, I love this song. Can you turn it up? That's when I was like, okay, you're a person that I don't need to talk Jason, to. Jason, I hate to do this. I hate to do this to you, Jason, but that song is is very good. Like, I don't ever need to hear it again, but it's a great it's a great song. It's a hit song. It was a hit record. I, I think a good dum-dum test was like when um, they put on... Just because it's a hit song doesn't mean it's not for dum-dums, guys. I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with that. I, I, I think this song also fits into that category. Like, MIA's Paper Planes. Whoever would do the gunshots in the air move. <laughs> you're looking around the crowd. Like, have you... Wait, hold on. Ben, have you seen me run? Have you seen me running? Because I do the gunshots on... I, 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 I do that on my run. That's in my. That's on my running playlist. This is not a joke. That is a good. That's a Love good that litmus song. test. The gunshot. But again, another. It's a good song and a good litmus test. I sorry. I love music. I love female artists, and I try to empower them. And you guys just don't really seem to understand that about me. But you know, whatever. That's another part. I don't know if you know what empowering means exactly. I mean, as a as a car owner, I mean, I think I kind of get what you're. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing your part i i understand i apologize i'm just talking to jason as usual okay so sorry back to the olympics i, I don't watch the olympics i'm i'm, I'm anti-olympics mm-hmm. no so not even when basketball's going on you won't watch that in the off season I'll, maybe i'll watch a basketball game in the olympics but generally not even the u.s team you know if it's like spain versus argentina and there's a handful of of nba players playing for their you know, their, their respective countries we've never seen on the same team before. That's kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, yeah. the NBA team just being an all-star group, I don't know. I don't find that exciting at this point, especially after we've done the whole rigmarole of the dream teams and seeing the best possible versions of this. But yeah, I, I think this Olympics sounds kind of like an incoming debacle. If you like one of these like really stupid sports, you know, like, fencing or something and this is all you have in your life like by all means have the covid olympics like go off the olympics are uh, a problem but i think when a country spends you know 50 million dollars to prepare for it they're just like we don't care who dies we got to have the fucking right. sports it was bloomberg was trying to desperately bring the olympics to new york city and it was like the most revolting idea it's crazy it constructed all this weird new infrastructure along with the west side that would just be there for like seahorse races or whatever they do i lived i lived through the olympic games in atlanta georgia i i i lived through it like there's all kinds of shit there's like a horse park you know in the town that i grew up in that is 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 i would imagine desolate these days or at least underused chris you lived through the horse park so brave i lived through the olymp uh, the olympics i went to multiple olympic games there was a bombing bro okay I was going to say you framed Richard Jewell. That's I thought that's why now I, I heard of you first. Old fat ass Jewell and I used to smoke cigs and drink Coca Colas, you know, on our mm-hmm. breaks. And then look what he went and did. Mm-hmm. Crazy man. 
You never know how people are going to turn out, Ben. You know what I mean? You're a Richard Jewell day one. <laughs> I was I was not as big as I was not as big as Richard Jewell, but we did have similar Krispy Kreme habits. Yeah, you bombed. I, I just saw that. Uh, I, I believe it's the Greek freak just went and ordered a fifty piece nugget from Chick Fil A to celebrate. Yeah, well, he had fifty points in the final game, so. 50, 50 nuggets. Those, those are the rules. He didn't make them up. Even though Chick-fil-A hates gay people, he would still do that? I think that's weird. Was it Chick-fil-A? Where else is it? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I don't I don't follow, you know, House of Hoops on Twitter, but like I believe that. Well, I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Let's hope it wasn't Chick-fil-A failing Chick-fil-A. Let's just pretend just for the sake of this broadcast that it was not Chick-fil-A. You're talking about Wendy's? I hope to God it was Wendy's Nuggets. They got Nuggets? They got Nuggets at Wendy's? Oh, come on, Chris. Are they spicy? It's no Raisin Cane's, of course, the king of Nuggets. I I don't... I mean, I haven't eaten chicken in 25 years, but uh, I I do believe that... Well, I think Chick-fil-A is considered to be the the best of the Nugs. I hate Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's well regarded. Not even because of the gay stuff. No, you just hate it, Jason, because it's not Cali swag. No, I love the food of Bojangles, Bohangles, all kinds of regional hits. Just for some reason, Chick Fil A never really, never really spoke to me. I was, it was, it's always mid to me. What's the deal with Shoney's? I've driven past it, never eaten there. I don't really get what the whole. Oh, Shoney's. Shoney's. I've been to a Shoney's. It's just a gross restaurant. Who the fuck is Shoney? It's like a gross. <laughs> uh, I don't Shoney's. I don't know her. Shoney's is like a Shoney's is like a a kind of like a, a lesser like Applebee's type beat. Oh, like Applebee's except except with an bad. Em- <laughs> it's already a pretty low bar. With an emphasis with an emphasis on uh, <laughs> breakfast. Oh, so it's a so it's a TJI Fridays knockoff. You having a stroke, Chris? A Denny's knockoff. You're being mean, and I'm not really going to stand for it. But the. <laughs> Um. Well, I hate. I'm. I'm on record as hating diner culture. Like I hate diners and people. Like I'm gonna have a coffee and think. I just don't. I don't buy it. And it's a very east. It's a very like east coast. You don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's bad food in a bad environment. It's bad. Okay. Food when in you bad say I don't buy it, do you mean that when somebody's like, I'm gonna go get a like saddle up at the bar of a diner and say, let me get a cup of coffee. You're you're like, no, nope, something stinks here. I don't buy this. I don't. I don't trust it. Some someone's up to something. <laughs> I, I don't buy it unless it's like a local union plumber. Like I don't believe it if it's if it's like some guy in a My Chemical Romance shirt with black fingernail polish on. You're just like this is iffy. <laughs> it's just perform. It's 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 just performative. It, it's just a performative diner culture on the East Coast is like a, a, is closely tied to the emo genre of music for me, and maybe that's why I have the difficulties. I feel like there's there's various diners though, right? And these all may have their own flaws and foibles, but there's like the kind of rural Catskillsy. Outer borough Even worse. And then you've also got the ones that are just like the Greek diners. They may have disappeared from New York, but my associations from a long time ago of like diners after the club. What they got, but what do they got at these what they got at these Greek joints? Like what is it just diner but owned by Greeks? It, well, no, they'd have like there's your souvlaki. Souvlaki. They would they would have actual Greek dishes on the menu along with just like burgers and pancakes. Pizza. Chris, Chris has long not been a friend of the Greeks, so this comes as no surprise. That's not true. I actually, I love Greek culture and their rich, beautiful country. I've visited a few times, actually. So fuck yourself. But I do. Okay, think so the- so to you, diner culture on the East Coast steeped 
like a Lipton iced tea in in the emo culture, but you say you don't buy it unless there's like a union plumber. <laughs> what is the emo plumber? I'm I'm seeing a disconnection in the valve. Pun intended. No, there's not. That's what I'm saying. There's no such thing as an emo. I mean, I'm sure there's an emo plumber somewhere, but I, I'm saying like it's supposed to be like. <laughs> You know, hard. There's an email plumber. Send me a DM. We'll guarantee you're a full hour guest spot on the show. I don't care how many followers you have. Painting all plumbers is just like mindfully happy morons is like pretty classless, really. <laughs> I would never. No, I think that I think people who work hard for their money, unlike the three of us, deserve it more than we do. But I'm not going to go to a diner and smoke. Plumbers don't have emotions. But sorry, I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't. I, uh, more, more of this stuff, Ben. More of this stuff, please. Fuck you guys. Yeah, well, Chris, I think I think the diner culture—it's a beautiful thing. I think, I I think a, that we we miss that and we need that more. You know, it's it's literally just you know a sense of community when you don't have one yourself. If you don't a, have a, a family, diner is not you know, a, a diner is not a community. It's a, a fire. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> your family diner dies in a fire, a and you're like, I don't want to eat my eggs alone again. I'm going to go sit at the bar. Bro, are you crazy, the bro? The emo plumber is going to be like, what's up, Tony? How was your day? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the tomatoes are coming in. We're excited about that. Jim's coming up from Rutgers this weekend. We're going to go fucking figure skating. So you're saying the emo plumber. So you're saying the emo plumber is a, a real person who is like listening to to like he's in the truck leaving one of his appointments and he's listening to Taking Back Sunday. That's, that's what right. you're like. That's what you're saying. Yeah, he's a he's an emo plumber. He doesn't work on weekends, but he is taking back Sunday. <laughs> Shut the fuck and I, is, is the emo plumber is he authentic or not? I can't tell which side we're we're aligning here. I Jason, I'm, I'm he's painfully authentic. He's painfully authentic. He's just to Brazil. Jason is combining two things that I was saying into one thing, and I don't like it one bit. Ben, I'm I'm saying that diners should be for reserved for. The working class who wants hearty food during their busy day, not for little snot-nosed kids who want to um, be depressed in public. I see. So, so if you were, That's if what you I'm were leaving Beatrice at four in the morning, yeah, where would you have gone to eat? Would you have gone to Waverly Diner? With Diner Waverly Diner? Have you ever heard of a little thing called cocaine, Ben? I'm not eating after the club. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't that's for that's for that's for fatties. You know, we, we go to the club, we pop bottles, we do coke, we go home and we go to sleep and we do it all over again, baby. Like the tuna melt doesn't even come in doesn't, doesn't even come in. <laughs> oh god, that's disgusting. Tuna melt even even at my heftiest, a tuna melt was too caloric for me. But no, I would do a I would do a hungover Kate's joint brunch the next day. Chris, when you're when you're like a thirteen year old or whatever, you're sixteen, you just got your driver's license, you have some freedom. You got nowhere to go, and it is nice to just like take you and your introverted friends, get a booth at a diner that's open 24 hours, and you drink cups of coffee at 2 in the morning, and you talk about life. You learn. You don't know anything about life. You're 16. Like You're talking about 7 inches. What I'm saying is that you're taking up the time. These people are already underpaid and undervalued and you're sitting there with your little dorky ass friends and you're spending five dollars taking up one of their tables well at three in the morning there's nobody else in there yeah but what if what if you and your dorky friends what if you do your dorky friends want to talk about how to use a snake to get a hair clog out of a pipe <laughs> <laughs> then it's then the venue the venue seems a little more appropriate i have to be honest I, you know then then my 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 you know my my view changes but i i'm 
I am staunchly anti-diner, and if that's something you guys can't get on board with, then I guess you know we you will not be my running mate and my speechwriter. I mean, I I don't even know what diner I would conceivably go to, like Kellogg's. That's not even a- Kellogg's. Obviously, Jason's been to, Jason's been to New York once, and he loves Kellogg's. <laughs> Jason's been to New York <laughs> once in two thousand nine. No, no, no. the, the very <laughs> first time I ever went to New York, I went. I found myself at Kellogg's. Oh yeah, I, forgot. I didn't even know what Williamsburg was. I was just just like oh here's a diner that's open like can we go in there like because we don't have a place to stay tonight like that's that's what is beautiful about a diner i can't believe union pool is not somehow associated with with this story oh uh, well i've got standards all right you don't well jason doesn't like live music he's an edm guy that's the thing yeah i don't like live music either i'm with him on that yeah i don't i don't need to go see passion pit at the Union Pool. Passion Pit was always too big for Union Pool. Well, I've seen some local rockers at Union Pool really tear down the stage after 10 vodka sodas. Oh, nice. They, they, have, they have good shows there. It's a good little, little menu. Belly full of pies and thighs. Let's go check it out. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. I hate New York. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Remember that era, Ben, of like pies and thighs and that whole shit? I mean, all those places are still around. You know, my, my, the, the one that really gets my goat. The meatball shop. That was the one that really mm, grinds my ears. Meatball, but meatball shop, meatball shop just had a product and a hot chef owner. You know, like it, it wasn't like a scene. No, it was not a scene. It was. I mean, it was. It was. It was definitely a thing because I remember in L.A. like when one of the when when the meatball shop first opened, it was like, oh, we got to go check out this meatball shop. They're like, it's like it was a buzzing restaurant. No, it no, was it was like a, a but I'm saying it's. Well, yeah, it's a, a buzzing restaurant and like a scene are two different things. That's yeah, that's true. Like that's true. pies and thighs is like a is is like a kind of person, right? You're you're not talking about a scene being a physical location. You're talking about a a, a universe. Yeah, like what's that? What's that other place in Brooklyn that had like chicken stuff and you could dance there? Commodore. Yeah, yeah, like that. That is just the the absolute antithesis of what I want to be a part of. Although Commodore is a good bar, though good bar yeah we know yeah but it's hot chris you know? doesn't want to go where white people are having fun unless they're plumbers like and if you're a plumber you can go to commodore <laughs> if you're a plumber you can go to pies and thighs i think because because when chris goes to the commodore of pies and thighs he's going to run into some guy that he knows from like seven years ago who's going to be wearing like a hawaiian shirt and chris <laughs> is going to be like Ugh. exactly and then he's going to have like some pina colada spilled on his shirt and he's going to be like do you want to go to the bathroom and do coke? And he's like, oh, I don't do coke anymore. And then there's a guy DJing on his like fucking iPad playing like arcade fire. And then there's some fat chick with like bad tattoos of like a unicorn on her shoulder smoking parliaments. And he's going to be like, I just have to. This leave. is exactly that is a incredible description of, of the place, though, I do think. But is the f- he's, just, he's just looking around like, is there a mechanic in the house? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there an honest-to-goodness, hard-working man anywhere here? <laughs> I can't find a single... All you, you guys you, are creative sir, directors. You, I can't find a, a bucket single... bucket of ice. Come with me. I'll save you. <laughs> is there somebody else to deliver and pick up the old rags and stuff? I'd like to talk to him for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I I just that era is so funny to me because I would have to go out there to party because that's where parties were happening. You, you know, like that's where like at, at a certain point, like most of your friends live there, even or most of my friends live there, even though I didn't. And they'd be like, "Let's do it." And if I was, I mean, I was still partying at the time, so I was like, "I guess fuck it, this is where I'm going to do it." You know, but it wasn't ever really my scene. Okay, Ben, as a third party, try. I'd like to. I'd like to hear your your 
philosophical, psychological thoughts on this. This era that Chris is describing is also kind of our heyday, you know, like when we were younger, we were popping, we're going out like this was our sweet zone, but we're also kind of like resentful, shameful, resistant to this time. You know, what do do you think that means or might say about us? Was it the last time we were liberated? Is that what what we were trying to trying to get to? I, I, there's something like that. Yeah, it was, it was when we weren't cucked, and we could do as we please, and we could, (laughs) we could congregate in a park without your Bernie loving neighbor taking a picture of you. You Well, I'm saying, why? If this was our heyday, then why are we so dismissive of it? Why am I always like, oh, it was the worst fashion, it was the worst music, it was the, the meatball shop was so cheesy. Like, why are we so anti that? Which you know. That should be our zone. It's not our heyday from like your teens and like when you're really young. When you're really young, that's Good point. stuff that you are always nostalgic for. Like being nostalgic for like your 30s is like real fucking lame. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Absolutely true. Okay. That's a, that's a very simple explanation. That's that's the, the time of your life where you you learn that you really actually don't have anything figured out. Oh, I should have been investing in Bitcoin instead of... Instead of hanging out with the salt of the earth at the Commodore. Yeah, I mean, sorry, excuse me, guys. I like a place where you can throw your peanut shells on the ground. I don't know what you guys are so up in arms about. Do you like do you like boiled peanuts? Oh, God, don't get me started. Jason knows I love a spicy boiled peanut, but I have to take a shower after I eat because they make <laughs> me feel gross. But, oh, my God, on the way to, like, Charleston from Atlanta, you pull over, you get a sopping wet bag of jalapeno, you know, spicy nuts. Ben, I don't know how well you know Chris Black, but to me, this feels remarkably off-brand for him. He, he is a, he's a Southerner through and through. It's not something I'm proud of, but he asked, and I like to be honest to no, our fans. I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised to hear. I'm just, I'm just saying, you pulling over on the side of the road to get a sopping wet bag of peanuts sounds like the least likely thing <laughs> your your pansy ass would ever do. I don't think I don't think I would do that now, today, in my current state. But at a different time in my life, maybe maybe. I'm stoned on marijuana, you know, and, and back and then you didn't have, you didn't have two abs to run together to rub together. <laughs> and now you've got a lot more to lose is what you're saying. Well, it's also just, like, I think it's a, it's a blue collar tradition that probably, you know, exactly. You wouldn't understand, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. Jason, I, again, these guys, you know, they live on their mountains and their big houses with their Teslas. It's just not, he, he'll never understand me. <laughs> he'll never understand me. And that's kind of the, the, the way the show works. You know, it's a push pull. Yeah. I, I view it kind of as like a, a, that, that dynamic, like you're the fish out of water and he's the water. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Oh, baby. Get your fly ready. You better get your fly tied, Chief. Yeah, I like. I, I just want to. I just want to see a stoned, blue collar Chris driving down whatever interstate that is through Ch- Chattahoochee. <laughs> Chattahoochee. And, he's, and he pulls over to pulls over to the sopping wet roadside peanut butter peanut shack. <laughs> pull, pulls his pockets inside out. There's nothing in. You know, he's like, "What do I spend my last?" five bucks on a pack of cigs or a bag of peanuts or or like a little stuffed animal for my baby girl that i'm gonna go see you know that kind of stuff is i would love to see i feel like he's also kind of like talking on the cb radio you know like you know chatting it up with some like truckers that are whizzing by what is chris black's two-way radio moniker what what do you think his name is (laughs) oat milk 
<laughs> Chia. His name I, is Chia. Man, fuck, fuck, fuck both of you guys, man. I'm I'm sorry that a southern delicacy. I'm not married of, to Chia. What else you got? Uh, uh, the the southern delicacy of boiled peanuts is lost on you two coastal elites when down south Chris knows how to enjoy a specialty. You know, next time I order fry down south TJ loves peanuts too. Next time I order fried catfish platter, I'll think of both of you. I love fried catfish. Woo wee! Yeah, I, I feel like that's I, I've missed out on on that tradition of shonies and, and and boiled peanuts by by living up north. So you were upstate, yeah? What's the upstate version of boiled peanuts? Upstate, they have apples, I think. Well, to be fair, we also we also have apple sauce and apple juice. Okay, Ben, if you're up, if you're from upstate, like you claim you are. Top five apples, dead or alive? I mean, Cosmic Crisp. I mean, they come they come up with new apples like every year. You know, like, like yeah. Well, there's a new there's a draft in the NBA every year too. You don't watch the fucking apple draft? That's big for upstate. <laughs> that is crazy. You don't watch that. The disrespect. It's on ESPN three. <laughs> no, I follow. I follow it. I follow it on Twitter. I'm not talking about the keynote either. I'm not talking about the keynote. No, I, I, I follow it on, I follow on Twitter where people announce like the first Macintosh like ten minutes before the. I knew it was going to be purple. I saw it. I told you. God damn it, um, Ben. Ben, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for podcasting with us over here at How Long Gone. Um, you're you're a professional. Yeah, you you can just email us later about your top five apples. We put you on the spot, obviously. So we'll give. Yeah, you I don't expect you. I, I mean. You didn't have time to pull up the Wikipedia. It would, be, it would not be fair to like Granny Smith to like take this. <laughs> exactly, lightly. exactly. We need representation for all apples. Put some They're respect on her name, uh, guys. If you're a basketball fan or not even a basketball fan, uh, listen to their uh, uh, Ben and Andrew's excellent podcast, Cookies Hoops. Wherever you listen to podcasts, um, Ben, where else? Where can they find you on the World Wide Web? Uh, we are on Patreon, but also iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. But the other thing that I do want to plug is October 19th, Andrew and I have a book called The Joy of Basketball coming out Sick. on Abrams Books. And it's uh, basically an encyclopedia of the last 25 years of the NBA talking about things that we are interested in. So if you check out the pod or a basketball fan, it's tons of illustrations, entries, charts. And it's like it's a thick it's a thick tome, a, a girthy tome of basketball. And it's, it's available for pre-sale now. If you want to check it out. The Joy of Basketball. Well, make sure you go cop the book, whether or not you are into basketball, even if you just like charts. Listen to Cookies Hoops wherever you listen to pods. Thank you so much. When you're when you're eating one of these infamous cookies, what kind of milk are we dipping it into, lastly? I guess we're just going with oat milk, right? All right. I'll see you lot lizards later. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Later, bro. Pleasure. Fantasize about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy a lie go. That's me, the first year that I blow. How you say broke in Spanish, me no I blow. Me drown sorrow in that Diablo. Me found bravery in my bravado. DJs need to listen to the models. You ain't got no fucking Yeezy in Serato.